It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show. Of course, our mission is to come to you daily with news that you could use. Our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are all at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel, Open Mic Broadcast Network. And our website is obnradio.com. Don't forget, we have a 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. And without any further delay, we'll jump right into today's episode. As we move forward, we'd like to recognize the loss of a great baseball legend, Hall of Famer, Tom Seaver, who transitioned on yesterday at the age of 75. According to reports, he was one of the victims of the COVID virus, a great pitching legacy. Most of the body of work that he had done was recognized with the New York Mets. So we do wish the Seaver family much prayer and recovery in their time of loss. Other news going on, in particular that of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Of course, the cat has been let out of the bag. John Hendrick was removed of his head coaching job at Jackson State University. And we had made mention we didn't want to be accused of name dropping, but it's officially out of the bag right now. The two prime candidates to replace John Hendrick is one already in-house, T.C. Taylor, who happens to be a JSU alum, and then Deion Sanders. Of course, Deion Sanders, Hall of Famer, definitely a known name throughout the nation. The question is, and I guess I'll transfer it over to you guys, do you believe that Deion Sanders would be a good fit for Jackson State? We know the name recognition. We know the glit and the pop that comes with a Deion Sanders being a part of your establishment. But would it be a good coaching fit? We know as far as recruiting, we would have to give an advantage to Deion Sanders, just on name recognition alone. He is definitely going to be the center of attraction, whether he wants to or not. And you could also see the scenario that if Dion is the chosen one, that there will be some type of deal made that T.C. Taylor is to be allowed to stay on the staff just in case Dion doesn't work out and you could have the next man already in place. And I guess on the other side of things, could Dion move the needle as far as season ticket holders are concerned? A lot to be weighed out here in the very, what I'm assuming to be near future. I believe a move is going to have to be made quickly. And let's be honest, this move of removing Coach Hendrick may not have happened if there was not already something in place. So once again, we'll see how all of that weighs out in the very near future. We'd love to hear you guys' intake on it. Do you believe that Deion Sanders would be a good fit at Jackson State if that is the route that Jackson State goes? Or do you hire the JSU alum, T.C. Taylor? You always get a split on these type of topics. Because many people say you need someone who understands the HBCU DNA, who understands the SWAC history and traditions, who understands how things are done inside out. And there's always caution to the wind 
if there's a quote unquote outsider brought in. Then you have, on the other hand, you get the legends from NBA, NFL, MLB, who will come back in the HBCU ranks expecting to be the head person in charge when they have not necessarily worked their way through the ranks. That is also a very debatable topic. But the bottom line is, whomever would be next, there's a great expectation for JSU and their fan base. They hate to bring it up, but it appears that the Comagy curse is still alive and well. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is Rob Butler with the Southland Report. There are three games this week involving Southland Conference teams, and I'm going to give you a rundown on each one. Let's start with Central Arkansas at UAB on Thursday night, 7 o'clock ESPN3. The final season at Legion Field could be a special one. After 93 years at the storied venue hosting college football, UAB is scheduled to leave Legion Field and move into the 45,000-seat protective stadium in 2021. The Blazers are 28-13, that's 18-0 at home since bringing back their program in 2017 and have managed to hang on to their coach. Bill Clark was linked to numerous job openings in the offseason, including Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss, but he is back for his fifth year in Birmingham. UAB returns 18 starters from a team that won a share of the West. Keep an eye on senior tailback Spencer Brown and junior quarterback Tyler Johnson III. For Central Arkansas, last week Braylon Smith threw for 283 yards and LaJuan Winningham had six receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown on the Bears' 24-17 win over Austin Peay. Now Central Arkansas is talented this season, but it will not be enough to beat UAB. UAB wins this one 31-20 over Central Arkansas. Now on to Houston Baptist in North Texas this Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. on ESPN3. North Texas didn't live up to expectations last season. Quarterback Mason Fine wasn't as dominant as he was during his junior campaign, but he was still a second-team all-conference selection. Now, Coach Seth Littrell must find a way to win without the school's most prolific passer, the only starter he's known as head coach. Look for sophomore Jason Bean to start at quarterback for North Texas. He appeared in seven games last season. For Houston Baptist, head coach Vic Shealy loves to throw the football. Quarterback Bailey Zappi returns. He led the Southland last season with 35 touchdown passes. North Texas wins this one, 52-24 over Houston Baptist. Now on to our final game, Stephen F. Austin at UTEP, this Saturday night at 8 p.m. on ESPN3. UTEP head coach Dana Demmel was supposed to re-energize a program that went 0-12 in 2017, but the Miners have been just as bad under Demmel going 2-22 the last two seasons. Last year, the Miners were one of the worst teams in the nation. For SFA, Xavier Gibson had 934 receiving yards as a freshman, giving returning quarterback Trey Self quite a target. Gibson, who's also a big threat returning kicks, and cornerback Willie Roberts are youngsters around whom the Lumberjacks will build. UTEP wins this one over SFA 28-20. And that's Rob Butler, Open Mic Broadcast Network. Attention all coaches, whatever your sport is, we want to tell your story. Dial our 24 hours, seven days a week message line at 713-570-6736. Leave your game results, team results, 
and player results on our 24-hour message line, 713-570-6736. Have sports, we'll travel. The Open Mic Broadcast Network, serving the community through faith and athletics, the voice of student athletics. Kansas Valley Schools Credit Union has 13 different locations to better serve you. Locations in Rosenberg, Missouri City, Katy, College Station, Bryan, Brenham, and Waller, Texas. For more information, you can contact them on their toll-free number, 855-391-2149. Or you can send an email to information at bvscu.org. And welcome back to the Mike Prince Show right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Don't forget, you can become a listening partner today by simply going to the website at obnradio.com, clicking on the donation button, and just that simple, you could become a listening partner. We had the good fortunes of speaking with Quentin Morgan, head football coach of the Langston Lions. They're out of the Sonar Athletic Conference based out of Oklahoma. Of course, an NAIA program, a lot of history connected to the Southwestern Athletic Conference and to Prairie View A&M University, to be more specific. One of the original founders of the Southwestern Athletic Conference when it was established as an NAIA conference, the losing streak for Prairie View A&M University, which is well-renowned by now, started with Langston, ended with Langston, and was led by a former Langston head football coach, Greg Johnson, September 26, 1998. Fast forwarding to 2020, Quentin Morgan is calling out all HBCUs. He said, it doesn't matter what division, they're ready to strap it up with you. And so in his boldness, I asked, did I have to defend the honor of my beloved Panthers? He said, they're in the process of trying to negotiate a game right now. So we'll definitely keep our ears to the ground on the developments of that. The voice of student athletics, the Open Mic Broadcast Network. And speaking of developments, sources are revealing that it is all but a slam dunk at this point that Alcorn will be the Mississippi school that will have to transfer from east to west. Now, we're on record for saying that logically this makes sense when you look at the travel distance that Alcorn has in relation with the other Western Division schools. But then on the flip side, the legacy and the tradition that Alcorn had established from the Eastern Division would seem slightly disrespectful to move them without the honor of defending the division. However, if indications and the tea leaves are reading right, an announcement coming real soon will have all corn relocating to the west. So the east would look like the following. Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Bethune-Cookman, FAMU, Mississippi Valley, Jackson State. And on the western side, Grambling, Southern, Prairie View, Texas Southern, Pine Bluff, and now Alcorn. Very interesting. And if that also is the case, look like I'm going to have to ship a case of spring water 
from my good buddy, Carlos Brown. But we will hold on yet a little while longer before we throw in the towel. And speaking of throwing in the towel, I've come to the point to where I must exit stage left for today. Of course, we want to thank you all for joining in with us and support here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Need you guys to go and visit that YouTube channel at Open Mic Broadcast Network and click on the subscription button and never miss anything that's being produced here at the Open Mic. Don't forget, you can chime in with your questions, thoughts, or comments at 713-570-6736. I've got to go. My time is far spent. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. And as always, you guys be blessed. We'll see you on the other side.